0: Splash, splash, splash of sass, splash of sass. Hey, with Amy Quinley, splash of sass, starting now with Amy Quinley, go. What up, fools? Welcome to the Splash of Sass podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley. This is the unofficial after show of any show. Whatever the fuck show I want, bitch. Um, yeah, we're switching it up, okay? I love Jeff Lewis. This is nothing against him. Normally, I recap Jeff Lewis live, but yeah, Pete and Sebastian, the Pete and Sebastian show, the cast. We got to talk about the cast. I just love their podcast, and they deserve some recaps too, okay? Pete and Sebastian were talking about on this episode how to get things to the next level. How do they get their show to the next level? I'm here to help. Say no more, boys. Say no more. (laughs) They're like, holy fuck. What is, who is this girl? Get her, no, cut her mic now. Uh, No, yeah, you just need an after show. It helps make you even more legit. Just ask Jeff Lewis. I started an unofficial after show for him. And next thing you know, he got a whole channel on Sirius XM named after him. Was that in the works beforehand? I don't know. I don't know. So as far as I can see it, I might have been the cause of his his full channel. Has he thanked me for it yet? Absolutely not. So my inbox is waiting, Jeffrey. But moving on, today we're talking about Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. And Bobby Lee. And Bobby Lee. And none for Gretchen Wieners. So Pete and Sebastian, I've been over this. If you guys are new to watching their show or you didn't even watch it and you're just here to listen... I fucking love you. I love you. But yeah, so they normally are just recording at their own houses on Zoom or whatever by themselves with each other, you know. And now Pete flew into California and they're banking a bunch of episodes. So right now they are on their 16th episode at this fucking cheese shop. Holy shit. I love them so much, but was this a great idea guys? I don't know. They were like, Oh, we're going to switch it up. And uh, yeah. Okay. We normally record on zoom, but instead we're going to record at Sebastian's house where he has an actual podcast studio. And then they were like, fuck that. What we, yeah, we built a podcast studio, brand new state of the art, but why would we use it? Why are we going to use it? Nah, nah, nah. Let's go to the cheese shop down the street. Like what the fuck? i would just love to see how that conversation went like patrick patrick their producer patrick is the jameson of pete and sebastian show so patrick's like all right pete and sebastian it's all set up your podcast studio is officially complete and sebastian's like great thanks pat uh give yourself a pat on the back and then pack all this shit up and bring it to the cheese shop so yeah, it's the same as when I recapped them on Labor Day. It's still in that same 17-hour stretch that they filmed again, 20 episodes. I don't know. Pete Corielli is still shitfaced. He's even more shit-faced than he was during my last recap. And again, Pete's a weed guy. He's a weed guy. So it's very jarring to see Uncle Pete 7,000 sheets to the wind. Still entertaining. I do. I love it all. I love it all. All right. So they normally don't have guests, but they're bringing them in. Again, they're trying to bring this pod to the next level. And who else is going to get them some great publicity? But Bobby motherfucking Lee, Bobby Lee in the house. He was on And Just Like That, if you guys don't know him, he was uh, the podcaster with Carrie Bradshaw, but he's actually a real comedian podcaster and just a comedian in general sometimes. All the time, I don't know. Whatever he's openly struggled with addiction issues, and <laughs> so it just makes it extra, like an extra cringe level. That P is so fucking drunk right now. Like Bobby's over there sober as a statue, and P is fucking drunk as a skunk, blackout. But black- he's not even going to remember meeting Bobby Lee. Okay, so yeah, it was fascinating. But hopefully, he remembers Bobby's advice, which if they want to keep on growing their podcast that they've been doing for the past 10 years, uh, yeah, you just have to keep on going on other successful podcasts and have people, successful podcasters come on your show. Like Bobby Lee is, but like, Again, it's the same as you have to have 20 years of experience, but you can only be 19 years old to apply. It's like, yeah, you have to be a successful podcaster to be on with these people, but you can never have a successful podcast unless you get on with these people. God damn. I'm just saying Jeff Lewis, fucking invite me on your show, bitch. All right. So love ya. I'm such a little twat. All right, so Pete Corielli, he says one thing. He says one thing in the first five minutes of the podcast, and all of a sudden, Bobby Lee just instantly, <laughs> instantly whips around, makes direct eye contact, staring at Pete, and he's just like, "What the fuck is wrong with your face?" And Pete's like, "What do you What, what do you mean?" And Bobby's like, you look awful! Is that your normal fate? No, really, dude. Like, have you eaten today? Have you eaten in the past seven years? Like, you look sick! You look sickly! You look like Helter Skelter with that jawline, okay? Like, you look like the skeleton that was hanging up in my science classroom with just, like, the tiniest layer of blubber over it, so... Yeah, we just started off with some nice compliments. You know how boys are. <laughs> but I was just like, Bobby, Pete looks sick. Pete looks sick. Bobby, you are sitting there the entire podcast, the entire hour long show, holding on to a vape pen like you have fucking type 10 diabetes and need a life saving EpiPen with you at all times. Like, what do you? You're just as sick as him. You are all just as sick as each other fucking sickos. I love you all. No, but really, the way that Bobby was gripping on to his vape pen, I was like, damn, I know that Jeff Lewis and Shane Douglas have severe separation anxiety issues. I thought that they were the worst case scenario that it gets, but it turns out that Bobby Lee and his vape are actually even more connected. It was crazy. I was like, and he only puffed it in the last five seconds of the show. So Bobby, really just put the, take the training wheels off. All right. Put the cancer stick away, the virtual cancer stick. Okay, and also like, don't get me wrong, because I totally made fun of Pete. <laughs> I made fun of Pete's looks too. It is startling the first time you really see him all in one shot. And um, I'm not. I, Bobby said he looked like shit. I didn't say he looked like shit. I just said I was surprised at how thin he was. So. Yeah, he, he looks like shit. He, he just looks like shit. No, I'm, I'm kidding, P. You look fucking amazing. <laughs> All right, so then Bobby Lee starts talking about his Korean parents and how they used to scare the shit out of him before bed with their words. I don't know, just them speaking sweet nothings to him but Pete was like well what are they supposed to do like tell you a fucking story it's way more scary for your parents to sit down on your bed and try to once upon a time you and <laughs> i was like no 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 no! once upon a time you that is hilarious oh my god anytime my nieces and nephews are getting too crazy i always try to once upon a time them <laughs> i'm like all right guys who wants to read a book once upon a time there were devil children that i wanted to smother into the no i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> Um, So then Pete turns to Sebastian and he was like, did your dad ever read you bedtime stories? Like, I thought that was an urban myth. And Sebastian just completely deadpan. He's like, my father's never even seen the inside of my bedroom. What the fuck? What the fuck? You talking about bedtime stories? He doesn't even know I have a bed. He doesn't even know I live here. (laughs) ha. The biggest joke of all is that's literally what I did all the fucking time to my parents. I made them once upon a time me all the time. All Once upon a time, my parents told me stories when I was going to bed, especially my dad. Specifically, I would want, and then Pete and Sebastian, they're like, what the fuck? What, are your parents going to sit down and tell you childhood stories of them back in the day? Yeah, that's exactly what my dad did. That's I all I would do is ask him to tell me stories about his childhood. And he had some great ones, like the time he threw a rock and hit his brother in the forehead and it split open. And blood. there's it was just great. There's great times. All right. So we like to, to reminisce on those fun memories before sleep. No wonder I have such bad sleep anxiety. All right. So um, Bobby's parents, they didn't know what many American holidays, even though they met in California. They were both from Korea originally, but Bobby Lee was born and raised in San Diego, motherfuckers. So Pete and Sebastian, yeah, okay, I get it. They're world travelers, nice guys, sure, polite at times. Yeah, but like as far as diversity in their life, um, all right, well, let's just say Pete asked Bobby Lee, "All right, if you had a gun to your head, would you say that you're more Korean or more American?" And it's like, Pete Pete, he was born in America. He's all American. He's an all-American boy. Don't you look at Bobby Lee and think all American boy? No, racist, right? No, I'm kidding you, guys. I'm joking. I'm joking. I get it. All right. so um, yeah, but really, Bobby, he's of course he said I'm more American, but I of course I'm American. Which leads Pete to say, you know what, actually, Bobby, I I knew that you were American, and I'd go as far as to say you're a national treasure. You guys, the way that Bobby Lee turned to the camera when he heard that he was a national treasure, (laughs) as declared by Pete Corrielli. no, I swear, Bobby's eyes lit up more than an American sky on the 4th of July, okay? How about that? You just gotta love to see the glee in Bobby Lee. I'm so annoying with my rhymes. I do it all the time. I can't help it. It's just how my mind works. All right. So then Sebastian starts asking if Bobby Lee carries on Korean traditions in his life in America, where he was born and raised. And Bobby's like, absolutely not. What the fuck? No, I like to keep my dogs as pets, not turn them into dinner. Bobby said that. I didn't say that. So don't come for me. Come for Bobby Lee they just the rhymes make themselves all right so um but it was just wild to watch pete and sebastian treat bobby lee like a fucking foreign exchange student who just spent their first week in california they're like hey buddy so how do you like them palm trees you seeing out there and bobby's like yeah i was born under a palm tree like what are you talking about Oh, I just love watching fifty-year-olds navigate our current world. It's, <laughs> it's like watching um, sumo wrestlers try to walk walk on cracked ice. It's just like you know it's gonna fail, but you just can't wait to see what at what point it's gonna <laughs> go off the rails. All right, so then Bobby calls Sebastian Seb. What the what the fuck? All right, we, you know I love a nickname, but. At, First of all, you could see Pete's heart drop because like Pete and Sebastian, they're BFFs, they're bros. But Pete would never, he would never even try to call Sebastian anything other than his full fucking name. In fact, Pete only calls him Sebastian Maniscalco. He doesn't, he doesn't even just say Sebastian. It's hey, Sebast- it's Sebastian. me and Sebastian Maniscalco here. Uh, no, he actually, he drops the Maniscalco. It's just fun for me to say it. Like, what a fun word, Maniscalco. Maniscalco man, that skull, ho. That's probably how the name, I always love to think of like how names originated. Okay. So now I'm picturing the Italians on like a pirate ship or something. And they're like, man, that skull, ho. And they're like, what was that? Manasculco? And they're like, oh no, that's going to be my name. Manaschalco. Man, that skull hoe. Glad we figured out some origin stories. <laughs> we figured out many origin stories throughout this podcast. All right, so then they move on to asking Bobby Lee about um, hot dogs and hamburgers. Oh, no, wait. No, 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 wait. They asked him about geishas and Sherpas. <laughs> This boy from San Diego asking him about geishas and sherpas. Oh, right, because his heritage is Korean. I mean, my heritage is Armenian, and I don't know shit about it. I just found out that we're might, we might be at threat for another genocide in Armenia. Like, Kim Kardashian updates me on my Armenia news, so... Let's just leave that at that, because that's really sad for me. Sad days for me. I need to read some books. So, but Pete makes a great point when asking about these Sherpas, because he was they were talking about climbing Mount Everest, whatever, and Pete was like, oh my god, Sebastian, this high-maintenance fool, he would have a minimum of 12 Sherpas surrounding him at all times if he ever hiked Mount Everest, including one specifically to walk next to him with a charcuterie board what a nice touch. What a nice touch. But that made me think, I have always been fascinated with this. Like what the fuck do rich people do with their money? Nothing looks that fun to me. Like if all the rich people in the world, all their houses, boring, boring. I remember one rich person on some design show. It honestly might've been one of Jeff Lewis's shows where they wanted like a slide going from their roof down to the pool or down into the depths of hell where they're going because that's how they got their money. I don't know. But so they got talked out of making this slide. And I was like, fuck that, fuck that. Because when we were younger, wasn't that all you ever talked about? Like if I was rich, I would want to build a slide going into my pool and then there would be an underground hatch and then we drop into a tunnel right down to China where Pete and Sebastian are there offending more people. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding-ish. Um, So... But yeah, I just like never think that rich people are fun enough for me. Like, I want to meet a wicked fun rich person. Like, what are you guys doing with your money if you're not having fucking fun? What, you're paying the IRS and getting your umpteenth Range Rover? Bo the fuck ring. Bo the fuck ring. Like- How can you tell me that not one billionaire, not one billionaire, I know there's not many, but there's enough. There's enough. Not any of them wanted to hike Mount Everest without ever actually fucking hiking. Like not one of them had a bunch of Sherpas. Exactly, Pete. Not even just around them with charcuterie boards. Charcuterie boards, champagne glasses, plus an entire crew of Sherpas just to carry the fool up. Carry the fool right up on one of those, you know, like back in the day, they had Cleopatra laying on like um and the guys carry it on your shoulder and what is that thing called what's it called cleo how do you even google this cleopatra used to be carried on a palanquin a palanquin google is so crazy Cool, we learned something new. I already forgot it. All right, so yeah, get one of those. And like, why hasn't any rich person been carried up? That's all I'm asking. What are you guys spending your money on? Oh, wait, I should know this from Jeff Lewis. He spends his money on lawyers. That's what rich people love to do. That's what, they love litigation. They love lawyers, suing people, fighting lawsuits, this and that. (laughs) So... All right. I'd rather I save a lawsuit, ride a Sherpa up to the Mount Everest. No, actually, don't. Don't. Sherpas are beautiful people that deserve rights. So I'm going to strike for the Sherpas. Sherpa strike. All right. Moving on. Sebastian and Bobby traveled overseas together a lot. And Bobby used to leave the Xbox in his hotel room, which Sebastian found crazy. Like, what the fuck, bro? That's a hundred dollars right there. And Bobby's like, yeah, but I don't tip anybody. They just get to keep my shit. So my trash is their treasure. And he also has left a TV before. And Pete is like, okay, yeah, but do you think the housekeeper actually gets it? Or is the manager like, all right, folks, nothing to see here. I'm just gonna <laughs> move my truck to the loading zone while you guys scrub some shit out of the toilet. like, And then he takes the TV that is accurate in my mind. That is, that I always think that. It's always the head Trump in charge. The HCIC who is always gonna be greedy. They're always the greediest ones because they were greedy enough to get that position. You know, they, want, they were greedy for power and now they're greedy for more free shit. Also, I worked in, back to that rich person's club I worked at, we had a housekeeping department but then we were also residential caretakers so they would and we were always in the houses and then we had a property management department so they would leave tips for all three of us but all of our managers would be like go to the house get that money get the money go woo, woo, woo and then we would have to like run and get the grab all the cash and then give it to our manager and then he would pocket it all and then buy us a gumball and call it a day. All allegedly, and I guess that never happened, but in my mind it did. So then Pete and Sebastian were like, wait, Bobby, what the fuck? Like, the point of giving a gift is so that you can feel good. Like, you don't just give gifts for the benefit of other people. Where's your benefit if you don't get to see this housekeeper's face light up when she sees the TV just like your face lit up when Pete called you a national treasure? And you are a treasure because you leave treasure behind for others to find, So Bobby's like, look, I'm not like you guys. All right. I don't need the accolades. I just, me and God, we got our relationship. Me and God know that I am a saint. (laughs) and we all laughed if you know anything about bobby lee i don't think him and god are talking that much i don't know i shouldn't say that but i'm gonna guess and yeah if anything he probably talks to the guy that's red with horns instead but um yeah so bobby was like But I don't need, I don't need the accolades. So like the other day, for example, I was at 7-Eleven and there was a homeless person outside that went in to get something and he had all his shit still outside. So I slipped a hundred dollars into his backpack without him knowing. And now he's going to be rich when he comes out. And I was, (laughs) I'm like, look, Bobby. All right. That's very nice. True. It's very nice. I get, it's a great sentiment behind the gesture. Lovely thought. However, I'm just going to say your mental health, it's probably not at an all time high while being homeless. You know, I'm not going to say that he, the homeless person, was high. I'm just going to say that their mental health probably isn't that high. So now this guy magically finds an $100 bill in his backpack out of nowhere. He's going to fucking turn paranoid, if anything, and he's going to be like, when the fuck did I get this thing? Like, you don't forget a hunch, okay? We've been over this on the Pete and Sebastian show. You never forget when somebody gives you a hunch. You remember exactly where you were, when you were, where you're gonna spend it on. You hold it in your wallet as long as you can. So this guy, he knows. He know it wasn't, oh, did somebody give me a dollar and it was really in a hunch? No, he knows that this came out of nowhere. So then he's like, shit, was I fucked up the other night and steal it from someone? Like, is somebody after me now? Like, what do I have to move 7-Eleven? what's happening so yeah I really think that if anything Bobby just caused more chaos than good but it just goes back to the debate is there ever really a good deed I don't know I don't know because even if I do a good deed not for me and then I get so annoyed after that I have to do something good for myself like I have to treat myself to something to get my spirits back up so now like I had to do something for you and for me so it's just a lot to do things for others so (laughs) Just stick to yourself, people. No, I'm kidding. We all love each other, help each other. All right, so Bobby Lee filmed a movie in Budapest and Jamie Lee Curtis took the cast on a walkabout, a walkabout, down to a river. We were born by the river. So there were 40 pairs of shoes stuck in the mud in Budapest. It was like an art thing, I guess, to represent when Nazi Germany came and threw the Budapestians into the river. Are the Buddha pests just called pests? Like, yeah. Or like, are they actually Buddha's pests? Is that, did boot, was Buddha a real person? And then he was like, yo, I love you all. And like, we're one in the same, whatever, but, These people specifically are annoying the shit out of me. And so one of Buddha's secondhand man, they were like, oh, those are Buddha's pests. So let's go build a little land for them and never let them out. They just have to stay there. Anybody who's a Buddha pest has to stay in fucking Budapest wow we're really learning the origin of a lot of names today i'm fascinated so um but yeah everybody was wicked serious at this budapest shoe memorial whatever and they were in their feels and it's all these a-list celebrities again i mentioned jamie lee kurt and cheyenne jackson was there and so he looks at a pair of baby shoes and goes oh my god i can't believe that this kid died so young To which Bobby replies, I I mean, it could have been a midget. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me, tell me that Jeff Lewis wouldn't love this shit, okay? It's right up his alley, right up his alley. Um, And then, but something crazy happens next, because... Bobby Lee is jumping all over the place screaming about how he fucked up because he told that joke and nobody laughed. Nobody thought the midget thing was funny. First of all, it's little people. It it could have been a little person, but that's not funny because then people be like, yeah, it was a little person. It was a little kid. And he's like, no, like a little person that's a little adult, like a midget, but not a midget because he can't say midget. So love you, little people. Um, But yeah, so Bobby Lee's like jumping all over the place. He's like, I fucked up. I fucked up so bad, which is normal for Bobby to act a fool, love him, but then he starts shoving some pastrami down his throat. By the way, I really hope that they cut some fresh slices of meat because I'm telling you, this is their 87th fucking episode filmed in this cheese shop. So there is no way you can tell me that Bobby Lee is getting the exact same charcuterie freshness as Bill Burr did, as Bill Burr, their first guest in the cheese store. No, 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 That shit has been sitting out for at least seven hours now, okay? Pete was still sober when that cheese was cut and now it's there's mold on it. It's man it's not blue it's not blue cheese it's not supposed to be they'll still eat it Bobby would eat it anyways he doesn't mind a little mold he's used to that growing on his clothes since he never washes anything um yeah but so Sebastian's like yeah but Bobby like what would be the move after you say that midget line like what's the what do you do if nobody laughs at your joke in a very serious moment And I was like, Sebastian, great question, fucking Diane Crumpet, Walter Cronkite, but the real, the real move that we should be asking about is the one that Bobby pulls next. Okay, so as he's answering Sebastian's question, he still has all this pastrami in his mouth. Like, he didn't even get to the first bite. His teeth didn't even clamp down before Sebastian finished his question. So... Bobby starts answering and talking back, but he's not chewing his food. Like he moves all the food into one side of his cheek. And if you try to do that, it's actually very hard to try to move the, and then keep on talking normally. So the whole time he's responding to Sebastian's question, all I can think is how the fuck has none of the pastrami flown into the center of, gra- like how has gravity not pulled any of the food right into his mouth? Like, why can't I see any of the food? I see it on his side of his chipmunk cheek, but I know that he's not chewing it and nothing spitting out. Like it was a pro move to be able to have food, an entire meatball on the side of your cheek, and never, no one even knows. No one even knows it's there, but I did. I did. And I was so uncomfortable just waiting for it to fly out, waiting for a little chewed up back hind quarter of a cow to slap Sebastian in the face, but it never happened. And so then Sebastian is always like the host extraordinaire. He loves anticipating needs and always being able to see things. through things like this scenario exactly. So I'm like, Sebastian, as the hostess with the mostest, how about you tell your fucking guest to take a breath, take a second and have him fucking chew, swallow, maybe even rinse out, gurgle some water and then ask the question, okay? Like, let's not ask a question and then have our guest speak with a full fucking mouthful. If any, that was the perfect time for them to be like, you know what, we're just going to take a five-second interlude. Uh, Pete, why don't you go chug your 20th glass of wine and... Yeah, let's just let Bobby eat for a second before he goes on a five minute rant while the pastrami just gets all what like soggy, soggy pastrami on the side of your cheekbone. I don't, I, it was fascinating. Fast. That's the things that I notice, all right? <laughs> Then Bobby farted. He farted because he just had to hold in all that pastrami. He can't hold in pastrami and a fucking fart. He has to let one thing go. Let it go. His ass blows. So yeah, he farts in the cheese shop. And I'm just like, bro, how do we not even make one joke about them inviting him here to eat the cheese, not to cut the cheese? What the fuck? And you can say that joke is lame, but... I giggled at Bobby's Bobby's inappropriate Budapest joke. So, whatever. We we can't all be fucking Mozarts of comedy, all right? Sometimes we just want to play along. So, but Sebastian was so offended. Like he he doesn't. He's just like Jeff Lewis. He doesn't want you to shit in his house. He doesn't want to smell any of your insides from the outside, which is very fair. But the way he looked at Bobby, he was just like you're gonna come to my house, you're gonna come to my cheese shop, and you're gonna put disrespect on our name like that? How are you gonna let your farts fly in the same air with an 1800 Bordeaux chilling in the back wine cooler? You don't even know the disrespect, you just farted all over. Hmm. So then they talk about death. Love it. Love it. Um, Thoughts of death. I just love how much humans think about death. Like, and I'm not, I, I always call myself weird Barbie. No, no, no. I would definitely be death thought Barbie. But it's like, what's the point? What's the fucking point? Just forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about dying. Go die another day. But for real, it's like, you'll never have the answer, right? Like We'll never know what actually happens until it actually happens. So what's the point in thinking about it? I don't know, but I can't stop. Can you, can you? Also, I just read that they're about to be ready to bring back people that have been like cryo, frozen, cryotherapy, crying therapy. No, um, yeah, like Walt Disney was frozen, a few other peeps, I'm sure. I bet Walt Disney, he would be a fun billionaire. He would totally have people carry him around in palanquins, pal- pelicans, pelicans pelicans I already forgot the word but I think it's about that um yeah but he would do that just to like the grocery store or whatever okay last thing so Pete <laughs> Pete is building a time capsule for his daughter who's in her tens right now I think she's like 10 11 nine to in her tens um but he's building a time capsule of like videos in case he dies. So it's kind of like 50 First Dates. You know that movie, Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore, where every morning the daughter has to watch a video of the parents being like, good morning, sweetie, I know you don't remember, but here's what happened in your life. Yeah, so Pete's doing that for his daughter, but just like, good morning, sweetie, it's your dead dad just checking in on you. Go have a great day out there for the both of us, kid, (laughs) since I can never have a day again six feet under. But for example, like Pete wants to make a video for when his daughter gets her driver's license. So like in case he passes away before she turns 16 on the day she gets her driver's license, she pops in that video and it's Pete being like, you little angel. I am so proud. Actually, Pete would be the angel. Actually, Pete might be in a, not that part of, You know how it works up there, down there. So he'd be like, sweetie, you're, I'm so proud of you. You got your license, but here's the thing. Do not drink and drive. You never drink and drive. You know, he like still gets to teach his daughter lessons, even from the grave. So Bobby Lee is like, Yeah, that's great for, I don't know, parents 50 years ago, but we're in the 2020s right now. Like, get with the times, bro. Make a fucking hologram. Especially because Bobby was just on Howie Mandel's pod, who has a hologram company. What the fuck? Of course he does. So Pete could just take his videos to the next level and actually be there with his daughter in virtual form. All right, here's my issue with that. Because, you know, I love a hologram. I love talking about this shit. But, all right. So let's take Pete's logic. If my dad made a video like Pete did, I would watch it. I would totally watch it. I would sit on the couch. I would cry because I missed that little fool, but yeah, I'd watch it. However, however, (laughs) if my dad, if my mother, dead dad, if my dead dad, dad, please don't die. Love you. Um, but if my uh, hypothetically dead dad walked in as a hologram, I would immediately start messing with him. Like, what well, I can't, I'm so impulsive. Like, I would just be punching the air. Like, I'd start punching his face, pretending to knock him out. He loved wrestling. Don't worry, don't worry. Who do you think taught me to be aggressive? He'd love it. And it's not like I'd actually be hitting him, you know? Like, that's my point. Like, I would just be messing with him, because I'd, like, pull out his hair, but nothing would happen, and throw a drink on him because I'd be like, you weren't even here to teach me how to drive, bitch. And then I just like th- chuck my water all over him. Like, or practice spit takes. I just, I just spit a little, like, I'm just like, Pfft. every time he says something, I'm like, Pfft. <laughs> that's hilarious. Dad, you got me again. Sorry. Do you need me to wipe down your face? Oh no. Cause it's a fucking hologram. See like I would instantly I toe the line of being disrespectful. It's a story of my fucking life. It's a story of living with ADHD and OCD, but that's the story of today. We've gone through a lot. I love the Pete and Sebastian show. We love Jeff Lewis. We'll be back tomorrow with a Jeff Lewis recap and we'll be back next week with Pete and Sebastian. Pete and Sebastian are like, "No, no, no, no. Jeff Lewis, take this girl back. Take her back. We don't want we don't want her recapping our shit. What is this?" And I'm like, sorry boys you can't get rid of me yet you can't get rid of me yet and if you ever do get rid of me i'm coming back to haunt you as a motherfucking hologram bitch all right i love you guys so much splash 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 you say splash your say